Hi, and welcome to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, the pastor of West Bradenton Baptist Church in Bradenton, Florida, Josh King, the pastor of Saxe's Church in Saxe, Texas, and me, Micah Fries, the pastor of Brainerd Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're glad you're here. Hey, and welcome to this week's edition of EST, the podcast for the Established Church. We're so excited that you guys are listening with us today. This is going to be a special episode, a little bit different. We have with us um, children's ministers, and we're going to be talking about children's ministry, our kid ministry in the established church, um, both the children's ministry and uh, the uh, both West Bradenton, where Sam serves, and Saxe's Church, where I am at, um, are here with us today. So I'm going to let Sam go ahead and introduce uh, to us his coworker. Thank you, Josh. I have with me Jenny Thunderberg. And the only way I know how to describe her is she's the greatest kidman on the planet. So I don't know how you're going to introduce your children's <laughs> minister, Josh, um, but uh, I, I, I do feel like we've got the best one here, and I look forward to her adding a lot of value to this conversation. Cool. Well, um, it's nice to meet you, Jenny, um, since you're the greatest in the wow. world. That's fan. Do you have any words to say about that? I have nothing to say nothing. about that, but thank you. I'm not sure that quite deserve, but thank right. you, and, and I'm glad to be here with you guys today. Yeah, well, with me is Charity. It's uh, it's like Charity with an S-H, and uh, Charity Wade. She's been serving here for 15 years. She's the greatest children's minister in Texas, and we all know Texas <laughs> trumps the world, so um, so there, she beats that one up. Say hello, Charity. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're real glad to have you guys on today. I think, Sam, do you have um, a question or anything to kind of get the discussion going? Yeah, what is it? Is it Kidman? Is it children's ministry? I get so confused. What what am I supposed to call you guys? Yeah. I think Kidman is the new and hip and most recent way to say it, but it's So all is the that same. is that capital K I D capital M and then combine them as one word? Is is that how it works? Definitely one word. I'm okay. not sure about the capitals. <laughs> you know the the, the grammar guy in me has it str- struggles with with that. Right, because as um, Southern Baptist pastors, we never change names or acronyms or anything on everybody else, do we? Right. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're Great Commission Baptists right now, or we were for a couple years there. Seriously, you're gonna you're gonna go to that? You, you <laughs> love to take us. We are already off topic. We are. <laughs> Josh, man, come on, pull us back in. Pull us back. All in. right, all right. Well, let's start by we can play um, a little bit of a game here. And um, Sam and I are both very secure in most things, particularly our pastoring. And so, what we thought we would do is do a helpful or not helpful thing where we'll just open it up. I'll go ahead and open it up to Charity. Um, speaking on behalf of children's ministers, is there things that particularly us as senior uh, ministers or maybe um, lead ministers someplace, uh, we'll start, we'll narrow it there, that we do that is particularly helpful or not helpful that you could communicate and maybe speak on behalf of other children's ministers? Well, I think one thing is just um, referring to it as babysitting. Okay. Um, that's not helpful. I know you do that a lot of times. Uh, <laughs> she's she's like looking to... at Josh as she says yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> I do say babysitting um, occasionally, but only to her, never publicly. Well, I don't know about that. But well, if it you might do, slip. you follow 
up and yeah. you say, no, no, they're, they're doing good stuff back there. And we appreciate yeah. that. But mm-hmm. um, just the way you communicate about children's ministry uh, can be very helpful or not so helpful. So it's just, I think it's important to um, communicate okay. in a helpful way. So don't call it babysitting. Um, give us some synonyms. I think a lot, I know I do it to be ornery. I mm-hmm. think a lot of uh, pastors may do it as a just that's the word they got what would be some great words maybe jenny that instead of babysitting that we could when we're publicly talking about your ministry what what do you prefer us to describe it as i think talking about investing investing in the next generation and investing in kids and the value of that i think that communicates the value of it a little more than babysitting does sure sure. (laughs) nothing wrong with you that uh, maybe have a profession of babysitting we're not looking down at you at all well, um, and, and I like the word investing because, you know, implies dollars and kids are very expensive. So <laughs> um, that, that makes perfect sense to me. All right. Good. So that's a not helpful one. Do you have a helpful? Oh, I'm, I'm already on not helpful. <laughs> did, I, did I skip something? Am I not being helpful right now? No, no, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Um, is there, do you have a helpful one? A helpful one. I think um, as much as a pastor can be uh, to be involved. Mm-hmm. know what's going on, um, ask questions. Um, if there's opportunity to serve in kids' ministry, to do that. I know you've been very, very good with that. Uh, we served in a toddler room with us mm-hmm. before uh, on a Sunday morning, actually before you preached. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember that. It's been a few years, but that really communicated a lot to me. Mm-hmm. It validates our ministry. It helps our volunteers know that it's important to you. Um, and I know you led the book club with me last year. Actually, that was your idea. Yeah. You found a Lifeway re- resource and said, hey, what can we do with this? And we came up with a little, I think, what, a six-week program or something. And we yeah. read books to kids. And so it's just, uh, that that's a really helpful thing. It yeah. just, it, it communicates to the whole church that, hey, this is important enough for me to be involved in. Yeah, I definitely uh, think Explain pastors. that a little more, this book club thing, because that, that sounds like a good idea. So. Walk us through a little more detail. Well, it is a great idea. I don't know if you've ever heard of Lifeway. Uh, they pro- <laughs> produced a resource. This is Wrong Rainer Podcast. <laughs> oh, oh That's my the bad, other my podcast. Bad. We don't need so to we promote don't have Lifeway. to plug it as much. Okay, well, yeah, Lifeway actually had these free uh, summer reading Journal. journals. Yeah. It was a whole guide, and then they had suggested books, and we read it with the kids, and after they read all the books, they got, like, check marks. Then they were able to take that. We gave it back to their parents. They took it to Lifeway and got a new uh, Holman Bible. And then they got to pick out a book themselves. And so we read with several kids um, six, seven books. And then um, they took those little packets. And the whole thing was free. I mean, besides us having to buy the books, but we were happy to do that. And so I thought that was a good thing. You know, I will say to what Charity was saying... Tozer's um, biography really challenged me. They said that um, he would often be found in the nursery or playing with the kids. As great of a pastor as he was, he was often with the children. And that's that's something that really challenged me to kind of hold on to that. Do you know Spurgeon wrote a book on children's ministry? He did? It's called Come You... I know you're a big fan of Charles Spurgeon. Yeah, It's of called Come You Children. Huh. And he speaks to children's ministry. So he cool. Can, yeah. yeah, so the great it's not below us in any ways. It's how he, actually how he starts out the book. It's oh. not beneath any of us to uh, be helpful to these little ones and to cheer those whose chief calling it is uh, to serve them. Wow, so. she, she, I feel like that was more of an argument she was piling up for later or something like that. What about you? Let me toss it over to you, Jenny. Uh, helpful, not helpful. Um, I think, let me start with the positive. I think helpful is to definitely promote a culture of service in the church, like to make it very clear to our church members that um, you're expected, encouraged, and that serving is a great thing. 
Because the, uh, the flip side of that can be when we create a culture that's so much focused just on groups, just on worship attendance, that creates competition in some ways for us. Because if our church members just hear, you got to be in a small group, you got to be in worship, and that's which are important. I'm not saying they're not. But when we come and say, come leave those things and serve in kids' ministry, we've created a really tough tension there for our, for our people. And so what's very helpful is to promote service just as much, serving in ministry wherever that is, wherever people land, promoting that just as much as we promote things like small groups and worship attendance. Yeah, like yeah, I did too. which which we've done here. So, walk our listeners through kind of what you did. I don't know. This was it was almost a year ago now. That, a year ago. Well, just give us a brief synopsis of of how we did that here, because it was really all Jenny's idea. I was I was just glad to go along with it. But but explain kind of what we did here. We did. You know, in children's ministry, there are always seasons. You always need volunteers, but there are seasons that come up that you need more than others. And we were in that one of those seasons, and so we did. We took a month. Sam let us have a month, actually, to really push church-wide um, our need for volunteers and also the value of our volunteers. So we called it super. It was our superhero month. So we did calling all superheroes. So we did multiple things through videos, um, through different media, social media, of highlighting our current volunteers and appreciating them, but as well as casting the vision for why we wanted more people involved. And we had a great response. But that is a super helpful way uh, or super way that a pastor can be helpful is allowing that kind of freedom. When I talked about when I first brought it up, I thought maybe we could have a week or two, but for him just to let us have a month, he preached on it. He spent one of his sermons preaching on the value of service and why people should be involved specifically in um, next generation ministries. And I really appreciated that. No, that's fantastic. I think was it, it was a super idea. It sounded hey, like thanks. <laughs> we, use, we use that word a lot around here. It's super. Because super. y'all are so super. All right. <laughs> What about the, uh, the, the, the darker side? You got a not helpful? The darker side? I think um, not helpful is just being completely removed from children's ministry. And I understand that pastors are um, very busy and have a hundred different plates that they have spinning in the air. And I, I totally get that. And I get that my job is to make children's ministry happen. Um, but I really appreciate Sam will come and walk through just about every Sunday. He walks through the hall, speaks to volunteers, speaks to speaks to parents and to families. And that I really appreciate that. Um, I think it is not helpful when the pastor is completely removed from that world and completely unaware of what's happening down there. Well, the, the real reason I walk through the halls is I have three children in her ministry area. And um, inevitably, one of them is probably causing trouble. Sunday to make sure that you know my kid has not bitten or hit some other kid. Um, pretty good. Usually we're yes, pretty good. They are, they are great. But in that process, our volunteers and families feel very honored that you're walking through. Very good. I think I do that too, um, and I think that's a good thing. I think we need to be over in those areas as much as possible. Sometimes there's not a lot that you can do, but just being present really helps. Just kind of showing up. Absolutely. Any other thoughts that either of you have? I know sometimes if somebody's talking, you kind of you come up with something. Hey, Sam, what are some, are there any intentional ways that you have tried to invest in the children's ministry, even though, you know, you're pulled a bunch of different directions? Any ways that you try to invest particular? Yeah. Um, one of the things I would encourage any lead pastor to do is to go to your kidmen, children's minister, whatever we call them, um, go to them and, and ask, you know, what is the need? Where do you need me? Don't assume. Um, don't think that you have all the answers. Um, 
many times you're in this ministry area, the person who leads that ministry area hopefully has the best idea that needs to happen and, and you're still there. So if you're a lead pastor, I would just begin there. I would just say, sit down with your kid man and just say, hey, you know, where do you need me? How could this work? And and try to follow through with whatever they ask because they're going to know better uh, probably than, than anybody else because every church is different, right? I mean, every every dynamic is different. You know, you know, some of our churches have a traditional Sunday school model, maybe only have one service. And, you know, that makes it you know, difficult for the lead pastor to be as involved. We have four services here in two different languages. So, you know, I get an opportunity to, on, at any point, this, you know, Sunday to walk down the, any given hall. But, um, yeah, I would I would actually start with that. That would be my suggestion um, is just ask. All right, so let's shift gears a little bit and talk about something I think comes up quite a bit in the established church. With the established church, if you're if you're going into pastorate and uh, maybe the church is older than you are, they've probably got some events or programs that that have been around since since the dark ages. And um, how how exactly should we? I guess from a kidman point of view, what are some helpful hints on um, killing off? So use a, a a bad word there, killing off or closing down events or ministries. What do you think, Charity? Well, I think you need to have good reason to do it, not just uh, I don't want to do it anymore, obviously. But um, just go in prepared. Just look, see what the needs are. What's not being met? Is it budget? Is it budget issues? Is it people issues? Um, and just uh, kind of do your homework and know what's going on. Try to uh, fix those problems, and if they can't, sometimes they work themselves out, but um, sometimes you just have to make that hard decision, and sometimes you just have to rip the Band-Aid off and say, hey, we just no longer can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you can uh, you know, charge more money if it's something that um, uh, you charge a fee for, you raise the prices, or you ask for more um, time from mm-hmm. parents and sometimes they just choose not to participate anymore so it's kind of slowly dies its own death sadly um, but I think ripping the band-aid off uh, mm-hmm. sometimes is just the best way to go but have something in place to follow up let them know this is where we're at this is what's wrong but here's where we want to be going and this is how we're going to get there so mm-hmm. definitely have a plan in place hey Jenny um, it seems like men's ministry I can start something and kill it tomorrow and nobody cares but in children's ministry uh, I mean, if you even had it for two weeks, it's all of a sudden like tradition. Why is children's right. ministry events and programs so hard to kind of get rid of or eliminate? People, families just become attached very quickly. I don't know that I have a great why for that. I think especially in the established church, especially with programs that have been going on for a long time, and with one that we had that we changed recently, we had parents who were involved in it when they were kids or involved in similar programs when they were kids. And so um, in the established church, especially families like for their kids to be involved in similar things that they were involved in. They like that tradition part. And so I, I don't know the exact why of people get attached, but you're right. They certainly do. Yeah, so I've Jenny, been, go ahead. Jenny, Jenny and I had a, um, she was killing a ministry um, intentionally. So, uh, a, a dearly loved ministry here, and I remember those conversations. And I, I warned her. I said, you know, particularly in this with this particular ministry, I said, when you, you know, historically, when you when you kill it, um, you lose a lot of people. And so I, I, I challenged her, I questioned her, um, I, I pushed her, and she assured me that uh, that it would be all right. And it really was. She did, she she did a she did a great job. But here's why it worked. With with you know letting one you know die off and another a new one come on, the new one was better. Yeah, the, the new one was better. 
and 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 people quickly figured that out, and and it didn't take that long. Um, and it's just, you know, with any transition, there were some hiccups, but by and large, when you when you do away with something, when you when you cancel it, when you kill it, whatever word you want to use, you um, relaunch. That's a, that's a you know people relaunch things that means they're killing ministries. Um, <laughs> when you um, when you relaunch it, is it better than the previous program? And many times, if it is, then you'll have a whole lot less issues. It doesn't mean you won't have any issues, but you'll t- tend to have a lot less. If you replace if you place an existing program with a worse program, well, you shame on you. You should probably expect some some static mm-hmm. over that. Well, you know, I this is a piece of advice that I regularly will give out to pastors taking a revitalization effort that a lot of times in those situations, the church used to be much larger than it is now, and they're still trying to carry the weight of a program or an event that they were running when their church was maybe three or four times the size that they currently are. And so if that's one of, if our listeners are kind of in that situation, it really may not be a bad deal to to kill off some of the children's ministry programs and get back to something that a church that size should be able to manage because you really can wear those children's ministry workers out. It's the same people doing two hours on Sunday morning, sometimes a Sunday night, then they're coming back for Wednesday and then they're getting ready for VBS and they're doing that and then they got to, you know, turn around and do the Easter egg hunt. Whenever all this stuff kind of piles up on them, it's an okay thing to kill off things and not even replace it. Just kind of kill it off and say, as we grow, we'll we'll reallocate some of this later. So, Charity, I, I got to know, does Josh preach long? Does, does he, he preach long? long? He doesn't. Well, you know, he did really good there for a while. He was doing like 20, 25-minute sermons. And then just like the last couple of months, he's gone to like 30, 40 minutes, so, which is not bad. But, uh, no, he preaches uh, pretty good. Our, our, our nursery workers really appreciate that. Uh, I regret yeah. asking that question out. I regret. I totally regret a- asking the question when you said 20, 25-minute sermons. <laughs> that should have been our not helpful, <laughs> what pastors do that's not helpful. Because <laughs> I figure every pastor goes long on their sermons, and inevitably it's the Kidman workers that, you know, uh-huh. are like, Get us out of here. Oh, yeah. These children like, are hungry and tired. The hall looking, okay, are they out yet? Are they out yet? Yeah. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Yeah, I'm Five very I'm very conscious about that. There's been more than one time if I go over time that I'll say, look, if you made it, go get it because they're tired of taking care of it. And so uh, a lot of people will kind of scurry out to go get those kids real fast. So, yeah, we got to be careful. That's a good not helpful. If we you made be it, go get it. Can I say time. that at our church? Would people, would people pick up on that? Uh, maybe in our contemporary service, <laughs> we don't say it to the senior adults. <laughs> what part? The, if you made it, go get it. Yeah. Do you really say that on Sunday mornings? Yeah. He has. Yeah, absolutely. No? Yeah. If you made it, go take care of it because it ain't ours. And... All these things he says that he says, and you think he's kidding. He's probably not kidding. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Have you seen the sign that says children that are left will be given a puppy and a hot cocoa or something like that, a soda? Right. We've said that before. If you don't go get your kid, we're giving them a puppy and a Coca-Cola. So hurry up and get back there and get them. All right. Um, I think this will be cool. Uh, y'all kind of alluded to one. I'll let Charity go first. Do you have any kind of stories about killing off programs and how that went good or bad? Anything that I'm kind of throwing this on okay. you. It, it ended up not being as bad as we thought. It was a beloved program. However, it kind of became... Uh, not just a community program, but a program that a lot of the other churches kind of latched onto because they didn't offer it at their 
at their church. And so we just, it was very taxing on our volunteers and knowing that these, it wasn't serving the purpose that we wanted. We wanted it to be a community outreach type program, but instead we were just reaching all the church kids and yet we weren't getting any uh, involvement uh, from their parents or anything like that. So, um, we had it and just make the hard decision and kill it off. Um, but it was a good thing because we were able to focus on a more discipleship program that benefited our church. Not that we don't want to partner with other churches, but when we know that they're being cared for and that they have a church home, um, you know, it makes you feel better about that. We just couldn't continue to let it, uh, yeah. you know, like you mentioned a while ago about the volunteers, just mm. moving from one thing to another. That's kind of the phase we were in at that time. Mm. And, uh, so we didn't lose any of our members um, and the other people went back to their church and I believe they started their own programs. So, yeah. Uh, it was actually was a good thing for, for a lot of churches. So. She's, she's actually being very kind. There, <laughs> there's a mega church campus that did not have children's ministries on Wednesday nights and their young adult <laughs> small groups scheduled their meetings on Wednesday nights so they could drop their kids off here and then go to young adult small group for the other mega church. So when we, we were like... Where are all of these kids coming from? And why do they, like, they all seemed great kids. And why can't we get any of their parents to volunteer? Because their parents are in a small group for another church. So we wow. um, we went through a that, number of That's a of Texas phases. thing, man. That, that's got to be just, only in Texas, right? Uh, I guess. <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> it was so crazy. So we did a couple of things. We started charging more if you weren't a member. And if you were a member of any other church, you had to pay a little more for this program. And then we reduced the time. So you had almost no time to drop off your kid, get to small group, and get back. That still didn't phase them. So then we pulled the plug and uh, we killed. Oh, that's funny. What about you? So all right, I gotta I gotta ask Jenny. Um, In Kidman, perhaps more than any other ministry, you have people kind of cross pollinating with across churches, right? So it's got to i would I don't know I don't have all the research to, to to back this up, but I would imagine of any other ministry area of the church that is children's ministry where you're likely going to be drawing people from other other churches what do you do with that i think um you know mostly that would happen on a wednesday night or a summer program and what we generally do is love them but we're not going to build our program around them so for instance when we were making this wednesday night change that you referenced a little bit ago um you asked me where we're going to lose some kids and i thought there are some kids from the community that come specifically for this program but we're not going to make a decision based on them so we love them we connect with their family as we can but we're not going to make major decisions based on that group of kids and you raise the price on them like josh did <laughs> i think that's a texas thing too okay. i don't think you can get away with that. <laughs> oh well we don't care um so we are kind of up against the time now but i did want to in case um Maybe some of our listeners, or maybe since we're predominantly speaking to uh, lead pastors and preaching pastors, maybe they want to connect their children's ministers to um, to Eugenie and Eucherity. How can they connect more with you? Is there um, a Twitter or an email that you would like them to use? Um, my email is fine. It's Jenny at GoWestBrainton.org. Sorry. Um, also have a blog, JennyFunderburk.com. Um, so either one of those would be a great way to connect. I'd love to connect. I love connecting and meeting other people that are in the trenches. It's a very good blog. All of our listeners should go check it out. Perfect. Sherdy? Uh, yes. Well, my email is sw at saxeschurch.org. I'm also on Twitter. It's just my name. It's Sherdy Wade. You can find me there. Yeah, Sherdy Wade. Remember, that's S-H, kind of like Charity, 
but it has an sh. Do you want to uh, tell our listeners about a couple of things? We, as you heard last uh, couple of weeks, we have the um, 2017 kit available, but particularly for this episode and what we're doing right now is. We've got five advanced copies of the new Christian Standard Bible um, produced by Holman. I have one here on my desk right now. It is beautiful. It is wonderful. We have um, those five advanced copies to give to preaching and teaching pastors only. Sorry, that's, uh, that came from uh, Holman. But we're going to give those five away to a random five people that rate and review our show on iTunes. And so if you do that... Uh, we'll 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 tap you and uh, try to get you one of these new Bibles. They are fantastic. I've been using it for a couple. Are you using? Are you preaching out of your Sam? Am I preaching out of it? Yeah. Not yet, because our pew Bibles match the Holman. <laughs> so when they switch over and I can get new pew Bibles, then yes, I'll, then I'll you'll be switch. I just went ahead and switched, and then just kind of bragged that I have the new one, and they have to do the old one. Is that <laughs> is that a Texas thing? I, I, yeah. It must. It. Yeah, that doesn't fly in Florida, man. Charity says fly. that's just a Josh King thing. That's not even Texan. That's just Josh. <laughs> so we would love to give you one of those. Uh, speaking of people that are following us on Twitter, Ian Carrico, I hope I said your name right, I-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-C-O, is at Beulah Baptist. We're so thankful that he's following along. Hope others are following along with us on Twitter. And uh, thanks again for listening. Rate and review us on iTunes, and we'll touch base with you next week. Peace. <laughs>